Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Down in Alabama. I'm your host, Ike Morgan, and we have another one of our weekend extra episodes where we bring on somebody and talk to them like they're next to Ed McMahon on the couch over here. But a guy I have kind of wanted to bring on, a physician I know, a ear, nose, and throat specialist, Dr. Randy Real, And it's been in the back of my mind, do I want to ask Randy to come on and bug him and everything? And then, lo and behold, this week... I think it was on Monday. No, no, it was late last week. I get a right. text and tell them what was in that text you sent. I said, I'm, I'm going to play golf this week, but I'm not going to play in the group with you guys. I'm going to walk along behind y'all because I have COVID. <laughs> You're walking a long way behind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I felt fine, you know, and uh, I felt like I could do it with no problem. In fact, yeah, you know, I played probably played more golf while I was in quarantine all by myself walking than I played all year. <laughs> it hadn't shown up in my scores, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> well, how how did you shoot? Well, but first, before let me because I know people are out there watching, saying, "Hey, who's doing what? Is everyone doing everything?" You have to understand that the golf course that he and I both play at. If you have a membership there, you never come anywhere close to anybody. You get at it. It's like from from vehicle to first tee and it's you know it's not a packed course at all you don't have to go in the clubhouse so it's really a great place to go to get away from it people. really is it really is and being outside is is pretty safe uh as long as you keep safe uh, as long as you keep a safe social distance which uh, no. you don't have any problem doing that on the golf course yeah that's right especially if you're walking if- Especially if you play where I do, which is right. in between the fairways. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the only place you and I might run into each other is down in the creek looking for a golf ball that we hit in there. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes I have to cross from the from the trees on the right over to the trees on the left for, for the <laughs> yeah. third shot, and then yeah, we'll we'll pass one. each other. You know. Yeah, yeah. When I'm going from the sand on the left to the sand on the right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, how are you feeling? How? Oh, great. I had no, I never had any symptoms. I'm over it now. What happened to me was we admitted a patient through the emergency room mm-hmm. and it wasn't any of the, the patient didn't have any of the typical COVID symptoms. In fact, they had what's called a peritonsillar abscess, which is just uh, an abscess back behind the tonsil that develops from a, a severe case of tonsillitis. And that is not typically associated with COVID. And so we admitted her through the ER. I didn't actually admit her but she didn't have a COVID test performed on her. But I was getting ready to drain the abscess. And so if every patient that is a potential surgery patient gets a COVID test. And so we did a COVID test on her. And while I was examining her, she had sort of coughed on me and I had on a mask and I had on eye protection, but I didn't have on an N95 mask because my index of suspicion wasn't high. I should be, every time I examine a patient, I probably should be wearing an N95 mask, but I had a mask and eye protection on, and my index of suspicion was not that high for her, but um, I did get it from her. I was tested positive a few days after that, and uh, my resident was in the room with me also, and he tested negative. 
And so I immediately had to start quarantining and notified the health department was notified and all that sort of thing. You're one of our numbers here in Jefferson County now. Yeah, I'm, I'm one, one, one of the numbers. I'm, and, and, I'm a, I, jo- I just joined a demographic. <laughs> That's right. And, and what, uh, what uh, you've tested negative now, correct, officially? Yeah, to, uh, to go back to work, I had to quarantine for 10 days, and I had to also test uh, negative two times over 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, uh, have, I've had a total of three tests the one positive and then the two negatives. Mm-hmm. And then I could go back to work after my 10 day quarantine was up, which was Thursday. Well, it's, it's pretty amazing that, that you wouldn't even, I mean, I know I, I've heard about this. People get it and they don't even realize they have it. And then other people are, are on the ventilators. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It really is. It's just, you know, the, the ER doctor that has taken care of all these COVID, most of the COVID patients as they've come through the emergency room, he, he calls it the great masquerader because it just, he's seen almost every single possible symptom that you could have from any, from a, an infection and some things that don't really even seem to be infectious and they end up having COVID. And so it's uh, just presents in so many different ways. And they also talk about, it takes two weeks, you know, sometimes before you even know you have it with you, it was just a few days you tested positive after mm-hmm. what you were almost certain had to be mm-hmm. when you contracted right. it and then you were negative days later i mean it didn't i was negative about a week i was negative about a week later it's just really acting different in everybody it seems like it really is it's really strange it is well but, you know there's any time from three days to over 14 days 14 days is a pretty seems to be a pretty safe Mm-hmm. Uh, length of time that almost everybody is no longer shedding the virus after 14 days, but asymptomatic carriers, which is what I am or what I was at the time, it's safe for them to go back usually after a 10 day quarantine. Tell everybody a little bit about just what you do, what your job is, and, and how it's been affected by this overall. Well, well, I, I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor, so I take care of a lot of upper respiratory illnesses and, and kids and adults. And I would say the main way it's affected us is when we had to stop doing any kind of elective surgeries. That just really, you know, it hurt the volume of the hospital. It hurt my uh, operative volume. Mm-hmm. And it's, for most people, their practices have not gotten back to the point volume-wise that it was that they were at before. COVID hit basically before we had to start doing all those things. So it's a, you know, it's really cut down on the amount of work that I've had to do. It's kind of, down, it's cut down on the amount of patients that come in uh, to the office. It's getting back up now, but you know, a lot of people rightly so just don't want to get out for any reason if they don't have to and upper respiratory infections, you know, they, people, we can make people feel better. If, if it's a viral upper respiratory infection, we can make people feel better quicker, but um, they'll also kind of run their course and go away. And so uh, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially older people, and I'm glad they're doing this, are saying, hey, I, I'm just going to let it run its course, and I'm not going to get out if I don't have to. And so that's yeah. cut into our volume a, a lot. That makes a lot of sense. And, and for people to just choose to stay home and, and not be yeah. in, in, the, in that environment. Have you yeah. seen a lot of people you work with um, test positive? No, I really haven't seen, you know, one thing about it is that my, my reason for getting tested was a little bit different from a lot of other people's reasons for getting tested. For instance, the, the people that are really 
pulling all the weight in this in this COVID thing, the doctors and the healthcare providers that are really doing most of the work with these people are hospitalists and intensivists and pulmonologists and nurses and nurse practitioners and physician's assistants that do critical care. And so th- those are the main people that are really doing all the work with these patients because, you know, they, they get all the ICU patients and take care of them. So th- um, they, they see them all the time. And so they could get mm-hmm. tested every day, but a lot, you know, they, they take adequate precautions. They wear head shields and face shields and, um, and, you know, in 95 masks and do, uh, but wear gowns and all the things that they're supposed to do. So they're, they're very well protected when they come into contact with these patients. So they don't get tested every time they come into contact with one. Well, this was, this was a little bit different situation because I didn't know that I was going to be exposed to COVID and she, she coughed on me and, and, right. you know, it happened in that way. So a lot of these people, if they got tested, I'm sure would be positive, but they just don't get tested. Did you, when you were tested, did you take that, you have the big long test that touches oh, yeah. your brain and, oh, and you, yeah. you went to the university of Alabama. So you have to worry about it touching your brain. People at the university of Florida, they don't have issues with that. That's a whole, <laughs> whole other story. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you picked Florida on that because I, I might have picked another university. <laughs> See, I always pick Florida. It keeps me out of yeah, trouble. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> I'll go with Florida on that one. <laughs> but that was the one, and, and, and yeah. you, you survived the test as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've had three of them. And, you know, every time I've, I've done them, on, I've performed that test on little kids, you know, and and everybody does okay with it. It's just really uncomfortable if it, if you do it right. Right, right. Um, well, I, I and I haven't. I can't believe I haven't asked yet. A C in Berkeley. Have it, in, in in your home has anyone? All negative. Shown All negative. They, have they been tested yet? Or yeah, they've been tested. They've both been tested. Okay. And you know, they, they no nobody turned uh, positive, and nobody in my office turned positive. No, well, they, I, you were responsible then, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I, as soon as I kind of figured out that I had it, I, I stopped coming into contact with people for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. How how did the game go? Um, the games you've been out a couple of times to hit. What what were? Um, you don't have to tell me scores, but you know. Uh, you know, just I would say just about as bad as usual. You know the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it's, it, I don't know. You know, the more I play. Um, uh, you know, you would think you'd get better, but it seems like the more I play, the more I reinforce my bad habits. So what is that I'm not about? getting any better. I know, right? <laughs> um, it's incredible. Um, and, and when one part of your game, it's like you, you know, you find your wedges. Suddenly everything yeah. inside yeah. of 100 hard yards are hitting the green. You're like, oh, it's, it's all over now. And your drives, driver's gone. Yeah, or your has gone. It's just absolutely it, you can't have and, it all at one time. And I can play. I can play. You know, I can hit my driver well on four holes, and I'm like, man, I'm crushing this thing today. I'm hitting it straight. <laughs> I'm crushing. And then all of a sudden, between the uh, third hole and the fourth hole, the fourth hole and the fifth hole, all of a sudden, my driver's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where we play, I've hit well the first couple of holes, and then. By the fifth hole, I'm I'm hitting it into Gadsden Highway and into Absolutely. Highway. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> if, well, actually, I can't hit it that far. If I can hit it that far, I'm sure it would go to the road there. <laughs> Just a little background, so people know who you are. I know a lot of people know who you are around around Birmingham. You played football at Banks High School, right? I sure did. Yeah, yes. I was at the uh, I was at the game, the famous. Um, 
I was actually in the press box. I was a freshman, but I was in the press box of the famous game uh, where Tony Nathan and Jeff Rutledge uh, faced off against each other. That was in the movie Woodlawn. That's right. Um, and uh, like six, 50, 60,000 people came to a high school football game at the time. It was a record, but it, that has since been broken, but it was a, a record at the time. Just incredible. Just incredible. And Banks High School is no more now. Right. Yeah, we, we actually Sad. don't live far from it. You know, I, I, yeah. I can't remember whether they took the rocket down or not. Actually, my, my wife. Oh, yeah, the jet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife started out at Banks and, and transferred to Huffman when right. they uh, I think they made it a middle school at that time. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was either a middle middle school or an alternative school. What else is going? Anything else going on you want to talk about? No, you know, I was just, you know, you, uh, you asked me how this had affected my life. And I think the, the main way that this has affected my life is I feel like uh, now, you know, the people find out that you've had the, uh, that you've had it. Uh, they think you're, a lot of people think you're just forever tainted, you know, <laughs> they won't come near you or, or allow their right. children to come around you or anything else. you know. And so uh, I feel like I ought to be like the, the lepers in the Bible carried the uh, signs that said unclean. I feel like I ought to hang a sign around my neck that says unclean. <laughs> this is maybe a scarlet letter, you know, it's yeah, you scarlet know, yeah. C. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope we can we cannot have too much stigma attached to people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, I think everybody's going to have to have it before it gets to that point. When you say all of us have to get it for that to be, I mean, what are your thoughts about how much of the population is going to kind of have to get it as opposed, you know, the the herd um, um, yeah. versus the vaccine? Well, they're, they're saying, you know, 60, 70 percent of the population is going to have to have it uh, or, or going to have to have some immunity at that point, whether it's through a vaccine or whether it's being exposed to the, to the virus itself and having the virus and developing immunity with their own body, developing its own immunity to it. It's going to have to be somewhere between 60 and 70%. Hmm. Okay. And then- so it's either going to have to be the way we get over this thing is for us to develop antibodies, whether it's through a vaccine or whether it's through exposure. So that's the only way we're going to beat this thing. Social distancing is great. Masks are fine. All that stuff, all the appropriate, you know, politically correct. And I guess as far as we know, medically correct things to do, you know, we need to be doing, but that's all just to make sure that everybody doesn't get it at the same time, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's been hard for people to kind of, process sometimes i mean it's it's yeah. you feel like you shut everything down and everybody stays inside and and you, you can't open your business you feel like okay well now we're doing this so that nobody gets it but right. that's just not realistic at no. all it's that this not is just all. so we don't overwhelm the system and we know more people are going to get it you know i thought I, one thing i thought was really interesting was there there's a county in california where they tested everybody in the county and I want to say that then everybody and the uh, people I want to say that it was about 20% of people in that county tested positive. And of the people that tested positive, I think it was 51% were asymptomatic. And so that's where your problem is, is with people who are asymptomatic, they're walking around not sick, but they, they are still shedding the virus, but they're not doing the appropriate things to, to keep from spreading it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah. That seems to be the real rough part. I mean, I, I'd love yeah. to go see my folks, you know, every now and then, yeah. but yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I haven't yeah. been tested. I have, I have no idea um, how, yeah. to, how to act while I'm around them, you know? 
uh, it'd, it'd also be nice to learn that that more people have been asymptomatic and already had it. But that's just that's just dreaming a little bit. I think. Well, I, I don't know about that. You know, once it, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, there, there's a lot of discrepancy about uh, in our knowledge about when this thing first came to the United States. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Was it January? Was it February? You know, we just don't know. And so it may be that a lot of people have been unknowingly exposed and have developed antibodies. And when that uh, accurate antibody test gets developed, then I think that'll tell us a lot of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And they also asked me today if I would uh, donate blood to be able to get my antibodies, you know, uh, since I was an asymptomatic carrier. And I didn't really have any symptoms, you know, theoretically my antibodies would be good to treat somebody with that has a serious infection. And so I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to do that at the beginning of not, not next week, but the week after. Oh, wow. Okay. So they can, yeah. So it's the the safest blood you can, you can find. It's got the antibodies in it and it's, you're not sick. You haven't been really sick. I hope there aren't any surprises in there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope they will find steroids in there and you've been cheating at golf. That's what I'm worried about. If if that's the case, I'm going to stop them immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Stop taking them. Yeah. I'm going to quit working out and trying to eat right half the time. Probably play better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Well, Dr. Real, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, and and I hope you continue to feel better, and and um, hope business business uh, continues to improve. Well, thanks a lot, and I enjoyed speaking with you. Ike. All right, and we'll 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 hit the course soon. Thanks everybody for listening. We will be back on Monday with a regular episode of Down in Alabama. Until then, stop by and see us anytime you want to on the World Wide Web at al.com. dot